everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ask Me Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. I'm your host, Angel Leon, Mosher's HR advisor. In this week's episode, we'll be talking about what is honesty in business, and we're going to be exploring why the truth is important in business interactions inside and outside of marketing and advertising in a very deep Jack Nicholson voice. Can you handle the truth? Will the truth set you free? Does that have anything to do with marketing and advertising in general? All of that and much more here on Ask you Anything this week. With us today is Melinda Lauder, who you will remember from our Green IT episode from season one. Melinda is the marketing lead for Motion Consulting, and she has been a creative specialist in Indianapolis for 25 years, doing advertising and marketing work for retail stores, nonprofits, radio stations, and technology companies. Melinda, it's great to have you back on Ask you Anything. I have to admit, this topic is new to me, so I am excited to dive in and learn more about it. Before we get to that, how are you? Thanks, Angel. I'm really happy to be here. Great. That's great to hear. So are you ready to talk about the truth? Uh, I think so. Um, I mean, it's a little scary, isn't it? I mean, we all think we want to tell the truth, right? We don't want to think that we lie. Yeah, I can, I can attest to that. So in a previous life, I have to admit, I took a lie detector test, as you would call it, but honestly, it was a polygraph test. And in one of those exercises I, I had in my first, in my first time, actually, uh, I failed. Uh, I failed at something that was very, uh, to me, it was common. So uh, for those of you who don't know, I grew up in Puerto Rico, where we have a hot posh of uh, cultures and different people that come in from different islands in the Caribbean. So um, one of the questions that they asked me was if I knew any foreign nationals. And uh, I said, no. Now, mind you, this is in the middle of something that we're reliving today or close to today after the events of 9-11. So I'm thinking about, you know, foreign nationals, individuals from the Middle East, things like that. I would have never thought that my best friend, who was of uh, Dominican descent from the Dominican Republic, would be considered a foreign national. So I instinctively said, uh, no, I do not know any foreign nationals. And the gentleman that was testing me said, well, you failed. And of course, I threw up my arms and said, what? I didn't fail. Like, I, I don't know anybody from, from the Middle East. I don't know anybody from, from you know, Afghanistan and uh, Iran, you know, you name it. And he said, well, you don't know any Mexicans? You don't know any Dominicans? And I was just appalled because these are people that I grew up with and that I had relationships with. And I unknowingly, you know, quote unquote, lied. So yeah. speaking about, you know... Uh, <laughs> You don't want to be caught lying. You don't want to, you don't, you don't want to lie. But I really, in my mind, I wasn't lying. But according to this test, I was. But see, what's interesting is like, you didn't even think you were telling a lie, like, mm -hmm. but your body knew you were telling a lie. I think that's very interesting. There's a lot, we're not going to get into it too much, but there's a lot of neurological things that happen when we lie, as opposed to when we tell the truth. And that's why the polygraph tests work. You know, I mean, if somebody would have asked you if they hadn't had the polygraph test on you, like they probably would have thought you were telling the truth because you thought you were telling the truth, mm -hmm. but different things happen in our bodies when we lie and when we tell the truth. And it's happening at such a, a level that, you know, that, that's why these things work. You, you don't even know sometimes that you're doing it. I've been doing some research on this. I've been talking to a lot of people about lying and um, about how they feel about it. And I've just kind of interested in the topic and, and I've been having a lot of conversations about it and uh, doing some research. And 
one of the things I found was that they did a study and found that most adults can't make it through a 10 minute conversation without lying. And not only that, they didn't only lie once, they lied at least three times in that conversation. Hmm. So, and most of those people like you didn't think they had lied. If they asked them afterwards, you know, did you lie to that person? And most of those people said, no, I didn't. So they showed them back the video and had them go over their words. And they were like, most of them admitted in the end. Yeah. I, okay. I I really didn't tell the truth to that person. That's not a full truth. That's technically a lie. And then, you know, it wasn't until they went back that they realized that they had, you know, they had lied. So we learn it very young. They, you know, if anybody who has a kid, your, your kids learn to lie to you pretty early on. <laughs> I hate to say it, but that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's just human nature and it's just how it is. It's too easy to do, you know, and, and why do we lie? You know, there's so many reasons we lie to fit in. I think that's a lot of it. You know, you don't want to admit you've never seen the Godfather. Everybody's seen the Godfather. So you, even if you haven't, you have to kind of admit that, you know, to save someone else's feelings. We've all heard about that to little white lies, to save someone's feelings. We lie to, um, you know, not look foolish. I mean, there's a million reasons. So, so a couple of things. I, I don't have to lie about watching the Godfather. I've done it many different times. Uh, <laughs> sec- <laughs> second, um, you brought up an interesting point in that a white lie is there such a thing that might be a good lie? Because as you mentioned, sometimes we lie to save someone's feelings, to just save them from feeling terrible about something. So what do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting. I mean, I try try not to judge people on it. You know, Mm -hmm. I believe in telling the truth, but we're going to get into it. There's a cost to it. There's a cost Mm -hmm. to telling the truth. Otherwise people wouldn't would do it. When you lie to someone to save their feelings, you're saving their feelings, but you're saving your uncomfortableness with, you know, what you would have said to them and how they would have reacted. So um, there's a lot to unpack there. And if you look into the neurology, I mean, when you do lie, it activates different parts of your brains and does things to you that stress you out. Even Mm -hmm. telling little lies causes yourself stress, whereas telling the truth actually releases feelings of, you know, relaxation and, and more pleasant feelings in yourself. Well, and, and uh, I mean, this is more about personal lines, so we, we got to get to the business part of it, but you're right. I mean, you're, you're hurting yourself too, because then what could start as a white lie as something very simple might end up creating this net of lies afterwards, yeah. because you have to lie to keep up the lie to keep up the lie. Yeah. So it can start very small and, and it yeah. can end up very big. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a topic for a whole nother episode, but <laughs> um, we, we're talking business here. So you're a marketing person. How often does the topic of truth come up in your work? So yeah, all the time. So, you know, truth and marketing has, it's been a topic for a long time. I mean, the FTC has truth and advertising laws for the ad industry and they monitor it very closely and make sure that any claims made are not fraudulent or even misleading to the public. The marketing industry is very accustomed to this type of scrutiny. And most of us are try to be extremely ethical and watch what we say and how we say it in our advertising and our marketing efforts very closely. So, you know, and I'm of the feeling that these truth and advertising laws actually saved 
the marketing industry early on in the the 1900s when things were kind of running amok and before the laws i mean people were just making insane claims in in the marketing industry and their advertising and it was becoming untrustworthy i mean we kind of think today that marketers are a little bit untrustworthy and that they kind of manipulate people a little bit. But before these laws, things were really out of control. And I really feel like if they hadn't taken hold, that the entire industry would have just really been untrustworthy and, and it really wouldn't have been what it is today. The, the laws do a lot of things, though. You'll probably recognize those when you think about different ads you've seen. You know, promote fact checking. If, it, if an ad says nine out of 10 dentists claim this or that, you know, you, you have to have facts to back that up. You, you can't just make that up. That's something that the FTC would hit on very quickly. And, you know, you would have to have the research and it would have to be a quality research to actually back that up. Obviously it, it prohibits lying or other deceptions. Like, you know, if you're a restaurant or something, I mean, we all kind of laugh because the burgers at the restaurants don't look exactly <laughs> like the ads, right? But uh, it may not be exactly like it, but the stuff that they photograph does actually have to be the actual materials. They can't put a higher quality patty in the burger in the ad. I mean, it actually has to be the exact same things. And they can make it look a little prettier than what you get in the drive through line, but it actually has to be the same everything. So there's a lot of prohibiting lying deception. Um, and then obviously, you know, when you see the drug ads, you know about warning up for risks, things like that. There's a lot of technical things that are involved in it. Yes. Sometimes the laundry list of items in the drug commercials are just, <laughs> are just if you take this pill, it's going to help you with this, but then it's going to cost all of this. And then a laundry list of stuff uh, comes yeah, out. But I, that's all because of the the truth and advertising laws, and and you know it's a very regulated industry. Well, and you thought and you took a thought straight out of my mind when talking about photographing amazing looking food. I mean, this I I always joke because my eighteen year old son he's very particular about ads, especially food ads, especially burger ads, because <laughs> he's one when he sees something new on TV, he's like, hey, can we go try this? And mm -hmm. then, you know, we bring it home and, and he opens up the package. And it's like, oh, that doesn't look anything like, <laughs> like in the ads. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, what what is deception? You know, it, it has to, mm -hmm. you know, for the photograph, it has to be the same product. Now they can prop it up with toothpicks and they can, you know, do things like that, but they can't actually sub out a different product from what you're going to get. So, you know, is that deception? You know, is that lying? It's not. But, you know, an argument could be made. Yeah, no, and it's and you're right. I mean, as long as every item on the picture is on the actual item that you're receiving at the counter, that's that's what it counts, right? That's what counts. Yeah. But the presentation could probably be a little bit better. No, I totally agree. I'm so, glad I'm not in the food industry. Well, on hell, you can explain <laughs> it to your son like it's the difference between like, uh, you know, being in your pajama bottoms and a T-shirt for like a Zoom class or you know, wearing a tuxedo and getting a haircut for prom. True. If you, if you know, if a lot of people are looking at it, it's, it's, it's presentational. Yeah, yeah you're true. the same person, no matter if you're dressed down or dressed up, but it, it's just about the dressing. <laughs> true, that's, that's true. Hopefully so he's going to look better. If he ever gets married, on the day he gets married, he'll look better than he did this morning sitting on the couch eating cereal. Yeah, I just hope he doesn't go to his wedding day on pajama bottoms and then the tuxedo top. That's a... <laughs> Never know. 
All right, so truth in advertising, no matter what reputation it has, is backed by laws and consequences, of course. What about when it is not advertising? What about business interactions? Yeah, and that's where it can get a little dicey. I mean, mm-hmm. is it illegal to lie when you're, you know, having a business conversation? Uh, I mean, we've already talked about most people can't go 10 minutes without lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it and, you know, the answer is maybe it's illegal to lie in a business interaction. Um, it's definitely an ethical issue. Like it is unethical to lie. Uh, it is unethical to lie in business. I mean, that's very clear, but people do it all the time. And, you know, nobody's going to jail unless you cross over another line like the truth in advertising or securities fraud or lying under oath, something like that. Um, but, you know, in the industry, we're seeing a whole trend of uh, consumers demanding that companies that they work with or buy from be more truthful. Um, and they people want to trust a company and they want to know that they're being told the truth and being dealt with in an honest way. I mean, in recent years, I'm not going to mention names, but you can just look at the news, a large media company and a very large and old car manufacturer and a large bank were all caught lying to their, um, to their customers. Uh, and each of those survived the deception, but you know, not every company does. Sometimes, even if it doesn't break a law, the lie to the public is so large that you know it really can cause the death of a company. It takes a toll. I mean, I, I know we don't want to name name anybody, but I, I can remember a recent incident for a large car manufacturer where it had issues with uh, with some of its. Um, car manufacturing, let's say that. And they're still to this day paying paying the toll of, of being deceitful. And and they've done they've they've taken a lot of positive steps towards improving their their relationship with the public, but it's it's still you still find some people out there who don't trust them and who don't yeah. believe in their brand anymore. Once that, that bell has been rung, I mean you can't unring it. Everybody knows. Yeah. Yeah. So along those same lines, then what does it mean to tell the truth in business? You know, it means a lot of things. I mean, part of it is owning up to mistakes. You know, each of those companies may not have immediately owned up to their mistakes, but eventually they did. And it could be as small as, you know, if your company misses a deadline, don't lie about it. You know, tell the customer you missed it, tell them why you missed it, and then try to fix it. People generally respond much better than to that than if you try to make up some reason it wasn't our fault or this happened, that happened. Just own up to it. Don't just sweep it under the rug. Most people get in trouble for the cover up that they try to do, not the initial thing that went wrong. My mother-in-law used to tell me that the sun is the best sanitizer. And I think that applies to owning up to mistakes, to just bringing that mistake out into the sun, into the light and and letting the light, letting everybody knowing about it, sanitize it. And and I I think that that's pretty timely, you know, and and part of, uh, of telling the truth is just keeping your customers' interests, their best interests in mind. You know, don't try to overpromise things, you know, don't say something is free if it really isn't. Be sure that the things that you offer them actually do add value. I mean, your customers are the reason you're in business and building a relationship that is based on honesty and truth will keep them loyal. 
you know, and again, admit it and, and own it if something goes wrong, or even if your product isn't the best. And that's a hard one, uh, especially for salespeople, you know. If you get to know a customer and your product isn't necessarily the best one for that person, do you let them know that? Or, or do you just keep trying to sell them the product that you know won't be the best for them? You know, and then just being open and transparent. And I know that's something that's, that's really important to Mosher mm-hmm. is transparency and, and openness. But a lot of people say that and, and they don't actually do it. I think companies have to, from the top down, work on that, that vulnerability of being open and, and what that means to a company. Well, I think you brought up, I mean, those three points that you've made are excellent because owning up to your mistakes, keeping your client's best interests in mind, and then approach your issue, your issues with vulnerability, vulnerability and truth are key to relationship building. I mean, everything you said basically sums up what a good relationship sounds like. Make sure that if you do have a mistake, own up to it. There's nothing wrong with saying the truth, right? We're talking about truth here. Yeah. Um, and then keeping your client's best interest in mind. I mean, that that should be at the forefront of any business, really, whether you're in the food industry, in the IT industry as we are, or any other type of industry. Customers keep you afloat. They're the ones that provide you business. So they're the ones that allow you to remain open. So you should always have their best interest in mind. And then being honest. That should be an everyday life owed. Be honest, be truthful. Not every product is perfect. Not every product might fit what the customer you're facing has, but you can basically sell it in a way that you can show the strengths first. And maybe those vulnerabilities might not be so so huge to them at the time, but you can also explore those and talk through to them. So yeah, totally. Great points. So if telling the truth is so beneficial, this is the mother of all questions. Why do businesses lie? You know, why? Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard to tell the truth? We've just went through the reasons and it's also logical why you would just tell the truth. And, and it, it seems so simple, but you know, why do we all still lie? You know, like we said, you can't go 10 minutes without telling a lie. I mean, we've been talking for 10 minutes. I'm trying to think back and I would tell you, I I haven't lied, but going back and listening to it, as I'm sure I will, I'll I'll try to pick out now if I have or not. But I mean, the truth about it though, is there's a cost to telling the truth. There's a cost to it. Otherwise everyone would, would tell the truth all the time. It's hard. Like we said, if you do have, you know, there's a product better than yours for a certain client, there's a cost to telling them that they could go and buy that other product and you could lose sales. You could lose, uh, you know, it could hurt your bottom line. You can alienate certain clients. Sometimes just being honest can offend people. You always try to be honest in the right way. You don't mm-hmm. want to be offensive, but, but you can alienate people. Some companies pay the price and, and just try to do the right thing, or some people at companies and, and others just tell an easy lie to, to get out of a situation. I mean, being dishonest or you know, telling those little lies or leaving out part of the truth can increase your sales short term. I mean, glossing over product flaws, shortening projected timelines, saying yes to everything when you're in the sales stage. It can seem like a small cost, a small lie in high stakes industries, and you can make a sale. But I think that people usually know when they're being lied to, or at the very least, 
it ends up coming out in the end and people find out. So, I mean, there was um, a story and I, I actually found this in my research. I didn't actually know this, but apparently several years ago, the gas gauges in some cars at the manufacturer's level were calibrated to make it seem closer to empty than it actually was. Car makers figured, well, that'll give the driver a greater sense of urgency to go find a gas station and keep them from running out of gas. And, you know, it was deceiving them. It wasn't giving them truthful information. I mean, they were doing it to try to do something in the customer's best interest. But, you know, was that actually something they had the right to do to give you false information about where your gas tank level is, you know, and, and you're taking away their right to make their own decision on it. Absolutely not. I, I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I mean, and they weren't trying to manipulate somebody into buying more gas or buying gas at different places. It was just a deception and people don't like being lied to, you know, they'd rather make their own decisions based on data that's given to them. Yeah. The urgency of being below, I, I get very, very irritated when my car is below a quarter of a tank. I can't imagine what it would be if your car deceitfully tells you that you're way less than what you should have. I would be panicking on the road. And that's, that's not a good thing for drivers. That's definitely not a good thing. Yeah, Definitely. I mean, there's consequences to telling the truth. You know, that's part of why we, why we do lie, why companies lie. It can scare people off. It can offend your customers. You could alienate people. I mean, even if you just dedicate yourself to transparency, you're likely to lose one or two customers by the things that you're, you're putting out there. But, you know, sometimes maybe it wasn't the right fit for you anyway. If you lose a customer for telling the truth, it's probably not a relationship that would have worked out. And, and sometimes it's best to let that go. But there's a lot of benefits to telling the truth. It improves workplace culture, mm -hmm. uh, cultures based on honesty generally uh, long-term are happier and you have a lot better camaraderie. You create a positive reputation in the community. You can establish a more meaningful relationship with your customers if they know you're being honest with you and they don't have to question you every time. And then you get a lot more word of mouth and uh, reputation going around and, um, and it helps you stand out. I mean, you know, once a company has been labeled as deceptive in some practice, that can follow you around for, for quite a while. Yeah. And, and when it's the other way around, when it's a company that's been labeled dishonest as somebody that you can trust at the same time, it can follow you around and word of mouth. I've always thought it's probably one of the best advertising and marketing tools that any company can have, because when you go to XYZ store, or when you go purchase XYZ vehicle or purchase from XYZ, any, anything, and you feel good about the purchase, you're going to tell others about it. Yeah. And that, that to me is the biggest driver of getting customers towards your doors. When you, get, when you see that goodwill of the people, when you hear somebody else good mouthing a business, a company, mm -hmm. yep. I, think, I think that's as powerful, if not more powerful than actually seeing an ad on TV during, I don't know, Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. All marketing is personal. All marketing is local in the end, because a person is going to make the buying decision and, and you need to develop a relationship with that person. Even if you're a very large brand, still, 
I, I say all marketing is local, all marketing is personal. And, and if you don't see that and see how the truth ties into that, then you're probably going to struggle a little bit. I just honestly believe that. Yeah, no, I agree. I, an example that comes to mind, because we have here in, Indi in Indiana, we have a, a car manufacturer, a global car manufacturer that manufactures several models of their cars here in Indiana. And when you're driving down the highway, you see these ads, X car homegrown in Indiana. And so that resonates with people that probably makes them geared towards buying from that car manufacturer. So that, as you were mentioned, that's personal because from people that live here, from people that are uh, original Hoosiers, they feel connected because, hey, that vehicle is made in, made right here at home, made by people who live here, who who grew up here. So that that makes it personal. That makes it a lot more closer to the heart. So, Yep, 100%. That's exactly how it works. Yes. And on that note, Melinda, it's been a pleasure to having you here today at Ask Anything to talk about truth in business. This has been very enlightening. Awesome. Thank you very much. I had a great time. Thank you for listening in to this week's edition of Ask you Anything presented by Motion Consulting. We hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation about truth in business with Melinda Lauder. Join us next week when we continue to dive deeper with our resident experts and what they're currently working on. And remember, if you have an idea or a topic you'd like us to explore, please reach out to us through our social media channels. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, remember, you can handle the truth. So long, everybody. Yeah.